Hello, and welcome to Mono Wiki by myself, Camille Williams. And today we're going to be reading about dwarf mythology as a continuation on the dwarf-related subjects that I've been reading, uh, specifically Wikipedia pages. So, to begin, dwarf mythology. For other uses, see dwarf. In Germanic mythology, a dwarf is a human-shaped entity that dwells in mountains and in the earth and is variously associated with wisdom, smithing, mining, and crafting. Dwarfs are sometimes described as short and ugly, although some scholars have questioned whether this is a later development stemming from comical portrayers of the, of the beings. Dwarfs continue to be depicted in modern popular culture in a variety of media. The contents of this page are as follows. 1. Etymology. 2. Plural forms. 3. Norse mythology and later folklore. 4. Anglo-Saxon medicine. 5. Middle High German heroic poetry. 6. Scholarly interpretation. 7. Modern influence. 8. See also section for pages related to this one. If you like this one, you could go to see also pages. 9. Notes and 10 references. To the side here on the right, there's a picture of two doors as depicted in the 19th century edition of the Poetic Edda Poema Voluspa in 1895 by, uh, by Lawrence Frolic. So for one, etymology, the modern English noun dwarf descends from the Old English duiorg. It has a variety of cognates in other Germanic languages, including Old Norse, dwerg, and Old High German torg. According to Vladimir Orel, the English noun and its cognates ultimately descend from Proto-Germanic dorgas. A different etymology of dwarf traces it to Proto-Germanic dorsgas and R being the product of Werner's Law, and Anatoly Lieberman, um, who is a linguist and medievalist, etymologist, poet, translator of poetry, and literary critic, connects the Germanic word with modern English dizzy. Allegedly, dwarfs inflicted mental diseases on humans, and in this respect did not differ from elves and several other supernatural beings. For forms earlier than the Proto-Germanic reconstruction, the etymology of the word dwarf is highly contested. Scholars have proposed theories about the origins of the being by way of historic, historical linguist, linguists and comparative mythology, including that dwarfs may have originated as natural spirits, as beings associated with death, or as a mixture of concepts. Competing etymologies include a basis in the Indo-European root dürer, meaning damage, the Indo-European root drug, whence the example of modern English dream, and German trug, meaning deception. And comparisons have been made with Sanskrit dvaras, a type of demonic being. Moving on to plural forms, modern English has two plurals for the word dwarf. Dwarfs with an F and dwarves with a V. Dwarf remains with an F, the most commonly employed plural. The minority plural dwarves with V as recorded as early as 1818. However, it was later popularized by the fiction and philologist and legendarium author J.R.R. Tolkien, originating as a hypercorrective mistake. It was employed by Tolkien since sometime before 1917. Regarding his use of the plural, Tolkien wrote in 1937, quote, I'm afraid it is just a piece of private bad grammar, rather shocking in a philologist, but I shall have to go with it, unquote. For Tolkien's version of the beings themselves, see Dwarf, Middle-Earth. I may cover that later. Another dwarf subject. Next is Norse mythology and later folklore. Norse mythology provides different origins of the beings 
as recorded in the Poetic Edda, compiled in the 13th century from earlier traditional sources, and the Prose Edda, written by Snorri Sturluson in the 13th century, the Poetic Edda poem Voluspa details that the dwarves were the product of the primordial blood of the being Brimir, in the bones of Blan, Blaine, not sure how to pronounce that one, generally considered to be different names for the primordial being Ymir, or Ymir. The Prose Edda, however, describes dwarves as being similar to maggots that festered in the flesh of Ymir, Ymir, before being gifted with reason by the gods. The Poetic Edda and Prose Edda contain over 100 dwarf names, while the Prose Edda gives the four dwarf Norori, Sorori, Ostri, and Vestri, Old Norse, North, South, East, West. A cosmological role, they hold up the sky. In addition, scholars have noted that the Svartalfar, Old Norse Black Elves, <clears throat> appear to be the same beings as dwarves. Given that both are described in the Prose Edda as the denizens of Svartalfheimer, um, which is a Norse uh, cos cosmology, also called Mirkalfar, and there are beings who dwell in Svartalfheim, both the Svartalfar and Svartalfheim uh, are primarily attested in the Prose Edda written in the 13th century by Snorri Sturluson. Um, very few beings explicitly identifiable um, as dwarves appear in the Poetic Edda and Prose Edda, and they have quite diverse roles. Murderous creators who create the mead of poetry, reluctant donors of important artifacts with magical qualities, or sexual predators who lust after goddesses. They are primarily associated with metalsmithing and also with death. As in the story of King Svigor in Inglinda Saga, the first segment of the Heimskringla, the doorways in the mountains that they guard, may be regarded as doors between worlds. One dwarf named Alvis claimed the hand of Thor's daughter uh, Pruor in marriage. But he was kept talking until daybreak and turned to stone, much like some accounts of trolls. Trolls are defined as a class of being in Norse mythology and Scandinavian folklore. In Old Norse sources, being described as trolls dwell in isolated rocks, mountains, or caves, live together in small family units, and are rarely helpful to human beings. After the Christianization of the Germanic peoples, tales of dwarves continue to be told in the folklore of areas of Europe where Germanic languages were, were and are spoken. In the late legendary sagas, dwarves demonstrate skill in healing as well as in smithing. In the early Norse sources, there is no mention of their being short. In the legendary sagas, however, they are small and usually ugly. Anatoly Lieberman suggests that dwarves may have originally been thought of as lesser supernatural beings, which became literal smallness after Christianization. Old Norse dwarf names include Vlanger, meaning tall enough, and Har, meaning high, whereas Anglo-Saxon glossus used the word to render Latin terms such as nanus and pygmus, meaning pygmy. Dwarves in folklore are usually described as old men with long beards. 
Female dwarves are hardly ever mentioned. Dvalin, the dwarf, has daughters, and 14th century romantic saga um, Dishalar. It's a, it's a letter here I'm not familiar with, and it says J-A-L-A-R, so however you want to pronounce that. Um, Jalar Jean's saga gives the feminine form of Norse, of Old Norse, Dirja, but the few folklore examples cited by Grimm in Teutonic mythology may be identified as other beings. However, in the Swedish ballad Her Peder och Dvargen's Daughter, Swedish Sir Peter and the Dwarf's Daughter, translated, the role of supernatural temptress is played by a dwarf's daughter. Anglo-Saxon medicine. The Anglo-Saxon charm, we are against a dwarf, appears to relate to sleep disturbances. This may indicate that the dwarf antagonist is similar to the oppressive supernatural figure, the mare, which is the etymological source of the word nightmare, or possibly that the word had come to be used to mean fever. In the Old English herbal, it translates Latin verrucus warts. Verrucus warts. Yes. Warts are typically small, rough, hard, gross, that are similar in color to the rest of the skin. They typically do not result in other symptoms except when on the bottom of the feet, where they may be painful. While they usually occur on the hands and feet, they can also affect other locations. If you weren't familiar with the definition of wart, there you go. Next is Middle High German Heroic Poetry. In Middle High German Heroic Poetry, most dwarves are portrayed as having long beards, but some may have a childish appearance. In some stories, the dwarf takes on the attributes of a knight, he is most clearly separated from normal humans by his small size, in some cases only reaching up to the knees. Despite their, despite their small size, dwarves typically have superhuman strength, either by nature or through magical means. Many dwarves have the ability to make themselves invisible, typically via a tarn cap, cape, cloak of invisibility, uh, which seems to be a very old attribute of the dwarves. They also possess other magical objects and often appear as master smiths. Typically, they live inside of hollow mountains, though in some cases they may live above the ground. Depending on the story, they may be hostile or friendly to humans. Male dwarves are often portrayed as lusting after human women, whereas female dwarves seek to possess the male hero in the legends. The dwarf, Alberg, uh, plays an important role in the Nibelungenlied, uh, where he guards the uh, Nyblung's treasure and has the strength of 12 men. He's defeated by Siegfried and afterwards serves the hero. In Ortnit, Alberic seduces the Queen of Lombardy, thereby begetting the hero Ortnit. The dwarf then aids Ortnit in his adventures after revealing to the hero that he's his father. In Das Lai de Fom Hornen Seyfried, uh, Siegfried or Siegfried is aided by the dwarf Yugel, who is son of the dwarf king Nibelung, originator of the Nibelung's treasure. If you're familiar, um, the hero Dietrich von Bern is portrayed in several adventures involving dwarves. 
and Lauren, he fights against the dwarf King Lauren at the dwarf's magical rose garden and later rescues a woman whom Lauren had kidnapped. A similar plot occurs in a fragmentary poem, Goldemare, and Virginal, Dietrich rescues the dwarf queen Virginal from a force of invading heathens. The dwarfs, Igrich and Baldung, play a role in aiding Dietrich in the poem Saignot. Uh, Baldung gives Dietrich a magical gem and prevents him from being bitten when thrown into a snake pit, whereas Egerk helps Dietrich and uh, Hildebrand escape. In the uh, Hildenbuch dash prosa, a dwarf takes Dietrich out of this world after the death of all the other heroes, a rule given to Lorne in some of the versions of Dietrich's end. For scholarly interpretations, John Lindau noted that stanza 10 of the Poetic Edda poem of Olospa can be read as descri describing the creation of human forms from the earth and follows a catalog of dwarf names. He suggests that the poem may present Ask and Emla, uh, Embla as having been created by dwarves, with the three gods uh, then giving them life. For a modern influence, there were seven dwarves in the Brothers Grimm fairy tale Snow White. Walt Disney's 1937 film, based on the story, is one of the most well-known adaptation to uh, well-known adaptation today. Most dwarves in modern fiction closely follow those of J.R.R. Tolkien, The Lord of the Rings, where the dwarves, Tolkien's spelling with a V, were distinguished from elves. Most modern fantasy media have continued this distinction, beginning with TSR's Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons calls the dwarves dwarves with a V, and the dark dwarves Duergard, uh, spelled D-U-E-R-G-A-R. They are also present in C.S. Lewis's The Chronicles of Narnia, in both the books and the film adaptions. There's a picture of the seven dwarves singing Hi-Ho in the 1937 Disney film Snow White and the seven dwarves crossing the log there. Uh, so if you like this page, you can see also the page for Dwarf Fortress, which I did cover earlier. And Krasnoludek is a Polish mythological type of gnome or dwarf, common in many Polish and translated folktales. They resemble small humans and wear pointy red hats. Due to popularization of fantasy literature, they are now differentiated from both gnome... Okay, so it's not a gnome, it's a... Krasnolodek. And there's also a page for Simon Side Dwarfs, which very quickly are also known as Browmen, Boggles, and Dragar. Uh, Northern England. Their leader was said to be known as Rory. Okay, Rollclaw's Dwarfs uh, are small figurines that First display, ah, uh, oops, that first display, the streets of Rokal, Poland, 2005, numbers have been continually growing, it's considered a tourist attraction, okay, notes, uh, 13 notes, no, 26 notes, and references, and that is all for this page, thank you for listening.